I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. This is Bees and Bunner. Hey. I'm <laughs> And I'm Woon. And we are two best friends with businesses and wine and lots of opinions. Good evening and welcome to your podcast. Good evening and same to you. Also as well. <laughs> um, how are you doing today? I'm tired. And um, I, I don't know. I think that's all I've got. <laughs> really? Yeah, it sounded like your boss was wearing your ass out. I just he... wanted to yell in the background, she gonna quit. <laughs> She doesn't need this. She makes me. She's trying me today. So, um, Sarita, um, Nikki called me today at work. And. Oh, you um, never called me Nikki. Hey, girl. I did that for the benefit of the podcast. Did you hear oh, how long God. it took right. me to say your name? Yeah, sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he had been trying me really all week and I know it's only what is today Wednesday yeah I, it's only Wednesday um, but he had been trying me all week and she called mm-hmm. and I had just said to her how he was on my nerves and he comes over asking questions <laughs> wait while you're on the phone while I was on the phone because what he said was he asked my co-workers is Woomy on the phone? But he said it loud enough. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I said, yeah. because I was about to, is Woomy? Well, okay. Um, do you need something? <laughs> is there something I could do for you? <laughs> I you don't did even know what he asked, but he started spouting some shit. And I was like, okay, well, you already have this. So do you want another one? Wait, what what do you want me to do? And yeah, you like, cleaned oh, it up well, but I could tell you were irritated with him. He knew it too. He knows all the time. And remember, he got to see my face. So that motherfucker knew. <laughs> but I also I don't tried. know. My money, my money honestly is on 364 more days. I don't see you staying in that job much longer. <laughs> Your star is rising, bitch jump on it it's it is you and chantel's year okay your star hey, is rising yes. I <laughs> you put me in chantel's company okay then <laughs> let's go 
I'm serious, bitch. All right, so you want to just jump right into the entrepreneur corner? Let's go. Jump on it. Jump on it. Oh, I okay. want you to know yeah. that I'm I'm drinking Hennessy this evening. God damn. <laughs> I had like a, a corner left, like from the uh the punch. I was actually looking to see if I had some vodka because I want to make a drink for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um I don't have any vodka and I was like, Oh, I got this little little bit of um Hennessy left. I will drink that tonight. And so here we What's are. Oh, um, this day. Yeah. I'm really mm-hmm. sad that you aren't coming. I know. Honestly, I I want to be there. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I do. But I, I really do have to handle business because we are going to be open every week um, from now on. So I got to make sure the inventory of shit is there. To, um. I mean, and honestly, it's not even a piece that I really have to have to do, but it really is a piece that I enjoy the most. So um, I'm going to just be making all of that or whatever. Because um, we got the release done. That shit is out of here. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm very tired today, Wumi, so bear with me. <laughs> like, even, even if it doesn't sound like it, I really have been looking forward to the podcast today but today has just been so long a long day i understand yeah like so you know i stayed out of the hospital last night and it's touch and go whether or not um he's able to sleep all night long or just wake up every like 20 minutes or an hour and so last night was one of those nights where it was like oh no we up all night we partying and um i didn't get any sleep and then i came straight to town um, traffic took about two and a half hours just because um, it's Virginia, so that's lovely. Um, soon as I got back home, I had to shower, wash the hospital off of me, and then park my car, take an Uber, and go down to Columbia Heights to do my Adama session. Oh, it was an in-person yeah. session today. Yeah, because I was drunk at the bead workshop, like, yeah, I'm going to bring you some pie. We need to do the next session in person. And <laughs> When I started confirmation, I was like, Sunita, you have got to stop drinking. <laughs> what have you done? Because Adama did not even say that. I brought that up. I said, I yes, I'll did. bring you some time. I know you did. Oh, my God. I wanted to die. You are but so friendly when you drink. <laughs> no, sorry. Not when you drink, when you get drunk. You are so friendly and you want to do all of the things, and you're happy to see everyone. Everybody, bitch. I just love you so much. You're yeah. following your dream. And then somebody the will tell you what you day. did the next day, and you'd be like, no, I didn't. Girl. <laughs> I didn't say that. Girl. Girl. You know, and I'm so glad I went. Like, I was so, like, out of it. When I walked in there, she was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, honestly, I'm extremely tired, and I'm just proud of myself for showing up to this appointment. And she was like, okay. (laughs) Because I was telling myself, I was like, do not cancel. Like, you can figure this out. You can push through this and do your session and then go home and take a nap. And so that's what I did. The session, of course, was incredible, bitch. It was was great. It was really great. Um, And... Then I got to come home and sleep until like, you know, four thirty, five o'clock and then I went to work. And now I'm recording a podcast. So and then when we're done with the podcast, I gotta go be a fiance. But today is not gonna be over for a while. 
Oh, boy. Keep me in prayer. Yeah, yeah. Keep me in prayer. But anyhow, I do hope you enjoy Ditch Day tomorrow. That should be a lot of fucking fun. Um, All right. So, like, challenges and successes for entrepreneurship over the past two weeks. What's been up with you? Well, it's been a fantastic couple of weeks, I I must say. Um, Mm -hmm. I went with you to Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. We went there for, well, you went for the dopest dinner party and I was your happy tag along and, um, I made That's new friends wonderful. and new customers and, yeah. um, yeah, it just, it was, it was, I, I feel like I've said this before, but it just made me more secure in what I'm doing, if that's fair mm-hmm. to say. Because mm-hmm. those people did not know me at all, <clears throat> but they were happy to have me and um, happy to have my products. And that was very exciting. So, yeah. Who are those people? They, Tell us more about that. Oh, <laughs> well, I was talking about the, the people at the dopest dinner party um, run by Jade and Santana. Um, the food was the fuck delicious. Bitch. The fuck <laughs> delicious. The house so we got to eat had two nights in, in a row. <laughs> was gorgeous. Oh, my God, Sarita. It was such a nice, beautiful house. It was owned by two young black people, neurosurgeons couple yes they were engaged beautiful young black neurosurgeons how thank bananas you. is that thank you for putting that together for me in a way yeah so they were that was and what else uh, happened um what else happened i don't I, i'm not sure what you're leading me to say what were, what else were you invited to do? Oh, they invited me to go to their next one, to their next dopest dinner party in Philadelphia. They asked me to come and vend. <laughs> yes. So what's, what's wrong with her? Isn't okay. that like a huge success? How do we not leave with this? <laughs> yeah, that's so, major. So this is what happened. So um, they it, Brooks told them that uh, she wanted me to come that she was bringing a guest and they were like fine that's great perfect you know whatever right because they have a real relationship with her they've um established a real relationship right so as a thank you i made each of them a hand candy um and brooks helped me with the colors or you know like helped me decide which because you know that's a, a road that we can go down for miles you know so mm-hmm. she helped me with that. And so I gifted them the hand candy and they both loved them. As in put them on right away and did not take them off. Santana posted me on her um story when I came back this when we came back the second day, because we, we went both days. <laughs> Jade had it on as she was cooking. I was just very it was very excited. It made me feel very good. Um and so yeah, they were like so when they, they they did an introduction to the to the crowd that they had that night and um and said, Yeah, and we want you to come to our next one. So 
are you coming? Can you come? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. Thank you very much. So yes, that yeah. was great. Yeah, that and was then, beautiful. I was so proud of you. Thank you were. You you told me. You and you, you were drunk, so I know you meant it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Everyone knows that when you drink and you speak, you're most likely telling the truth. And I'm not talking about just you. I'm talking about as a whole, generally. Yeah. Yeah. But I had another huge success. I had, uh-huh. um, I had an event. Beads, Bubbly, and Bites. It was sold out. The women came through and had a really good time. It was great energy. Good music, delicious drinks, delicious desserts. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Monica. Charismatic mm-hmm. and Diva Treats. Thank you very much. It was great. And then everybody walked away with the um, bracelet that they made for themselves. It was so cute. It was great. Do you know what I loved most about it? What did you love most about it? I did not have to like pretend to enjoy it just because you're my best friend. <laughs> I was fully prepared to. <laughs> Thank you very much. That means a lot. But it was fun. So, like, I would want to do that again. And I'm thinking, like, that might be, like, a bridal party activity. Like, that was really fun. Um, I still, you know, I would only do it as an activity. I just like to stress. I really think that you have to want to make beads um, because of how tedious it is. I know that my lane is wanting to wear beads. <laughs> I do not <laughs> want to make beads for money. My God. <laughs> but but yeah, the event was great. You looked really cute. Thank you. Who Thank styled you. you? I got my well, I got my makeup done by April Michelle MUA. Um mm-hmm. and I got a dress from Moxie Lounge Vintage Shop. So I decided to put that on um, because, you know, that's another trouble I have. I don't, I can never figure out what I'm wearing ever. Yeah. Well, you know, now that you are part of this community, you just have to hire a stylist. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they'll tell you, like, what to wear, what your signature look will be. It looks like you and Moxie Lounge might have something nice going on, because you did look cute. So, so and then, you know, like, dress, even though you wore... one dress one time, mm-hmm. and that's what it is? That's the move? Well, yeah, I mean, because you put it with tennis shoes, which you insist on wearing, and I get it. It looked <laughs> cute together. So, like, maybe your thing is, like, the vintage get-up and some tennis shoes. I don't know. It was cute. That was a nice look. For sure. Um... Thanks. Any challenges? Well, I guess the challenge, let me tell you what your challenge is. Please. I'm, I'm going to volunteer your information for you. Um, your challenge is you need to quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> you need an exit strategy, bitch. Because <laughs> um, I was just like, why is he bothering her? She, this is not even the most important thing happening in her life. <laughs> yeah, Please. I'm, I'm, I'm just really hoping that I don't have to get to the point where I tell him that. <laughs> like with actual words I don't want to have to actually say 
I don't care enough about this job for you to talk to me like this. For you to, and by talk to me like this, I mean ask me to do work. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm on the phone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yes, do you, you have any more you want to share? Um, challenges and 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 um successes. I I am um, having a hard time with emails. I'm having a hard time with <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> um, there's a patience that has to um, exist within me in order to respond to emails in the way that is customer centric. And mm-hmm. I have been annoyed with like everything outside of emails. So I haven't had mm-hmm. the patience to actually get into it, to, to respond properly. Yeah. So that's, that's where I am today. Um, I have a recommendation. Please. I have have two two recommendations. Um, One recommendation is an intake form and a statement of policies, um, whatever your policies are as a business, and an auto, I guess I have a couple of suggestions. Okay. (laughs) An, An auto reply, for sure, that just offers all the basic like generic information if somebody is like where is my order you know your auto reply will always say hey your order is um for orders that were placed on such and such date to such and such date here's where we are in the process like so they can get their generic questions answered and you don't have to respond to that because it's been answered in the auto reply um and then the other thing is um what was the first shit i said i said auto reply oh the intake form so yeah, so have an intake form where you get, like you, and it, it, the shit needs to be mandatory too, Mumi. Like if you do not answer the questions, if you don't fill in the block that says what your measurements are, this form is not submitted. It does not move forward. Mm. So that puts the onus on the customer to make sure that they have the correct measurements um, for themselves and that they validate those measurements and submit them in that form. So that way, if you make something and it does or doesn't fit or whatever, you did it to the specifications that they set and that eliminates a lot of the back and forth emails about this don't fit and why and da 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 da. And then you can have in your policies and your auto reply what happens in the case that, you know, the beads don't fit. Um, and I'm just using that as like one example. Um, another thing you can do is heavily vet of course heavily heavily fucking vet but you can hire someone to manage your email and just task you the things that need to be done by you that can't be done by anybody else what do you think about that those are great suggestions (laughs) i mean i can i can help you implement that stuff if if you want because because my life didn't get better until i I didn't read emails anymore. I don't read none of that. Yes, this lady is telling me. I don't, I don't read none of it. I don't read none of it. Now y'all know. So basically, um, the just being just berated and disrespected and spoken to 
you guys, not everyone, but you guys have no idea sometimes that you're speaking to a human being, I guess. I don't know if you think it's like the target auto response thing. Like, this is not that. This is a business with just a couple human beings running it. And people can speak very crazy. Um, and it can weigh on the spirit of someone who really cares about their customers. So I don't read it at all. Um, I have staff that read the emails, sift through what Nikki's action items are, and they task me the action items. Because I, when I traveled recently and a lady was like, yeah, you know, I'm the one that sends all them crazy emails and this and that. I said, girl, I don't read none of that. I know that. You don't have to apologize to me, but I mean, it took years to get there, but it has me, it has me really enjoying what I do now because I don't have to see it now. I have two separate phones and you remember, like sometimes I would jump in if I would see something that was crazy and I wouldn't let the people that handle that do their job. Because I'm like, why would this person say this to me? I'm a human being, blah, blah, blah. Nope, not anymore. So I your, spent all day on my personal phone. On your second phone, you don't have the email app on there at all? What, the personal one? Yeah. Yeah, the personal one is only my, my it's Miss Brooks at Gmail where I'm getting shit from like the spin studios that I go to. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my wine club membership and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, got it. <laughs> but now when your cousins get in there and start wilding, they talking to Glow. And Glow can handle it. She's like, hey, thank she's you for reaching out. She's happy to do it. Yeah, like she's very good at her job. She's very thorough. And, you know, like, people will come like, oh, my God, Gloria never responded, da, 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 da. drag her. And I'm like, no, it's got to be they something tell, they here. They tell to drag her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people, I, I, don't, I don't know. I keep trying to post and tell y'all this is my cousin. <laughs> but, <laughs> but seriously, but what it'll be is, like, people using the wrong email address. You know, and we say everywhere, even if you use the wrong email address, there's an auto-reply in place that says, hey, the only active email address is hello at ZIJ Luxury. You know what I mean? We, we make sure we cover our bases in that sense. But, you know, sometimes when you're a customer, you're frustrated, you're feeling disappointed. Um, a lot of that goes out the window, and I get it. So I know the best way that I can support you as a creator is not to engage that, but just to take the action that is needed to resolve the situation. So I come in, I get my to-do list, and it'll say, you know, hey, today you need to make Three unbothered and four woke bays and this and this and this and that's it. So I don't see any of the so emotion. Yeah, you don't see. Yeah, I don't know who needs what, and I don't see any of that um, because it hurts. And I I know and can fully admit that it hurts. And the staff that I have now really understands that about me, so they protect me from it, so that I can just focus and continue to enjoy the work. So um, I hope that that you find that helpful. But I really think, like, with you and your business, like, every time you say, hey, send me a DM, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, no, this is going to get overwhelming very fast. <laughs> <laughs> you need an intake form because you're going to waste 20, 20, 30 minutes or a couple of days going back and forth of, well, just make me something nice. What colors do you want? Which shape would you like? Well, what's the best one? Like, all that kind of stuff. You can eliminate all of that if you have an intake form that maybe has a drop down for T shape, X shape. Oh, shit. Am I doing this? I wish I could you do this are. for my business. Anyway. But yeah, so you can have some shit. You do the drop down for the T shape, X shape, straight up waist bead, uh, waist bead bundle, hand candy, arm candy, halo, all of that, and images of it. And they select mm. what they want. And they, and it's like, even if you're not sure, you can say, okay, fine. You don't want to choose your colors, choose a color family. So it gives you more, because I don't think people see 
how it stresses you to overthink when they say like just make me something nice because you will like make a hundred versions of something <laughs> and overthink it you know what i mean and just like me like when people ask me yeah really you know when people say make something nice for my cousin's birthday what is your cousin's sad family what do you want do you want butter or honey or scrub this is very stressful <laughs> what is your budget don't ask me this Tell me what you want. I will stay here for three days and not make a move because I'm overthinking what you might want. <laughs> I will make so three if you or can... four versions of a of a waist beat and send her a picture. Like, please, which one do you like the best? And, and I'm like, well, bitch, I want all of them. And this is not even about me. Yep. Every time. Oh, God. I still want that green and yellow shit. I still want that green and yellow shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, I think if you have like a very specified form, that form could honestly act as your gatekeeper um, and it could act as your personal assistant to filter through who's serious and who isn't, you know what I mean? And have a deposit attached to the submission of the form. And I know, you know, with you being, yeah, with you being new to it, I get you might not want to do that, but let me tell you something. It's going to take I'm not a few more times. Oh, okay. I'm going to say, after you have a few people waste your time, and your energy, bitch, I cannot imagine making beef with somebody that says, well, I don't really, I didn't know it was going to cost that much. You know, just for example, if that were to happen to you. I'm cleaning it up. No, <laughs> I mean, listen, oh, it's, it's happened. It's definitely happened. And I just yes. said, you know what? That's fine. Um, because I know I'm going to sell them anyway, but mm-hmm. that's why, that's but why yeah. I'm not opposed to the idea of deposits deposits yeah have an intake form and a deposit i mean because if you're really about to be touring with us on this dopest dinner party and everything it's only going to get crazier from there because remember shit started going started jumping off for me this time last year when they were talking about it on getting grown right and i wasn't really prepared for the volume that started to hit and when the friendship happened well you already know you was there for that disaster but you can um kind of get ahead of that by just having some sophisticated processes in place where nothing gets to you um, until the deposit has been secured that says, okay, I'm serious about this time, this person's time and materials. So I've paid them, you know, and then you get started on the work. Like Gloria, I don't even see custom orders or pre-orders until the invoice is paid. And then she sends it to me on my to-do list. But it, it saves me because there's been a lot of times where you know, somebody will be like, oh, I want five of this and six that and I'll make it. And they just won't pick the shit up. Some of the stuff is still there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so the deposit is, is just to, it, it's not a money grab. I'm not saying it to you, but I'm saying for people who kind of turn their nose up at deposits, it is your way of committing to this purchase and letting the person who is making it know that you're serious. Right. And that their time isn't being wasted because Wumi and I could be at brunch instead of her in the house making a bunch of waste we for somebody that's like so long. Bitch, because you got booked. You got very you got very, very booked. I don't even remember when it jumped off, but everything is different now. We don't really see each other like that. But I mean we do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's that. You know, <laughs> yeah, but there's I mean, you know, we're trying and stuff, but um yeah, it's just, you're very busy. And I can't even hate on that. I, I think it's like, it, it's okay with me that we don't see each other as much because you're really like living your dream and doing the shit that you're good at and want to do. And you, you don't have to take orders okay from nobody. Yeah, I sure did. 
All right. I sure did. I'm me. You sure are. Yes, I'm not going to act different because we're on this podcast. So, um, yeah, your success is approved. And um, <laughs> as, far as, as far as my uh, challenges and successes, um, I think that my biggest thing over the past two weeks has been successes because I feel like I'm fully on the other side of all of my like anxiety and all of that shit I was going through mentally. Um, thank you very much, bitch, because it was looking real murky. I didn't know what was going to happen. So um, I feel like I'm fully on the other side of that and I feel like myself again. Um, I am considering it a huge success to be confident in my no and to be comfortable being disliked. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, and I, I try to share that as much as possible with others because I think that there's a lot of time being wasted in our community of entrepreneurs, especially women of color entrepreneurs, a lot of time wasted trying to be nice and agreeable and dealing with a bunch of bullshit that doesn't serve you. And um, I feel proud of the fact that I can say no, I can comfortably say I do not repeat myself, and I can comfortably say, okay, all right, let's talk. Can we talk about something? Yes. Okay. All right. So I I have experienced a few times recently, um, so this isn't a jab at any specific entity because it, it happens often enough for me to say something, but people will be offended that they can't speak to me directly, um, that I delegate. And I really, I don't struggle with that because I feel like similar to government culture at work, um, when I was there, this is what Dr. Vance used to do. So he was a big boss, he was the 15. And he would go to these meetings and present to other 15s and SESs, executives, whatever, right? But he would always take us with him. Like he had a team of maybe three or four rock stars. And he would take us with him wherever he went or have us on the line. And for me, it was such a high demonstration of competency in his leadership that he knew he didn't know everything, but he had his like technology bitch there, instructional design bitch there, um, systems management person, like all that kind of stuff. So he could just defer to his experts for things when he was discussing whatever we had going on with somebody at um you know a higher level in the organization um i really modeled that because it works like there's a lot of shit i don't know about if if you're hitting me up a thousand times about customer service stuff or whatever 10 times out of 10 i do not know and all i'm doing is screenshotting your question and asking gloria what it is and what the status is and all of that so if i defer you to gloria it's for that reason she's got your information i don't need to be the middleman Second thing is if you are referred to, um, if I defer to Kia, like Erin always teases me. She said my favorite thing to say is, I would like to defer to Kia on that. And it's because I do, because when we start talking numbers and things that make business sense, that is outside of my area of expertise. It's not something I'm disinterested in, but I'm like, okay, if I have an expert on board who is paid to answer these kinds of questions and engage in this way, why would I even be in here inserting my assumptions and speaking without a whole uh you know serious body of knowledge behind me as far as how those things go you know it's it, so so i guess i'm saying all this to say delegation has really saved me a lot of stress 
and it saved me from a lot of mistakes because when I was answering all the questions and doing all this stuff, shit was all over the place and on fire. I was often um, delinquent on responding to people about things. And um, I was also, you know, bad with my follow-up on customer service emails and stuff. Like I would get distracted by the next thing I had to do. So delegating allows me to focus on what I am good at and also empowers the people on my team to do what they're paid to do and are also good at. Um, so I I want to stress that it's a personal choice to be offended that you didn't speak to Nikki directly on this call or whatever, but I would offer that it's an act of love or at least respect for you that I put somebody on there that can really help you. Because if I'm on the phone, I'm fully engaged on the phone, but I'm probably going to get off the phone and forget that shit and jump into whatever the crisis is the next morning without doing proper follow-up. And I think at this level, people deserve a proper follow-up. So that's why I delegate. And um, my confidence is in, in that, in doing that, really feels like my success over the past two weeks. Because it's been challenging. Like, I've read horrible things about myself, and that's fine. But I love that I am finally surrounded by a team of people whose expertise I can trust that represent me well in my absence. And um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, any challenges? Um, I haven't really had any challenges beyond, you know, being very tired all the time, but I'm managing my time. <laughs> I'm managing my time to the best of my ability uh, because I'm caring for a loved one. So uh, it's something that I, I enjoy doing and and prefer to do, but I just got to figure out how to sleep and how to start going back to the gym. Um, like I'm supposed to, because I am not yet in the shape of a woman who's about to get married, uh, real talk. So that is, okay, well, I'll say my goal shape. I'm Thank not uh, body shaming myself. I heard you breathe. But I mean, like, I have, like, goals and stuff, but I really haven't had time to go to, like, spin class or nothing because I'm just jumping from, like, trying to get some sleep to driving to the hospital or being at the shop and stuff, so. I don't know. Tomorrow is a new day. Maybe I'll start tomorrow off the right way. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, and I'm also um, excited, or I, I consider it a success that I've planned out the whole holiday 2019 thing. I've got a 15-city tour coming up, and um, I'm really excited about that. A lot of the cities, you will hopefully see Wumi. Hi, Wumi. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, 15 cities, bitch, let's go. Mm hmm I gotta figure out yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so we will be traveling from, you know, as far as like Oakland and Los Angeles all the way to Toronto, and what? many places. Mhm. Mm International. Yeah. So. Shows. Yeah. Mhm. Mm so um, it'll be. It starts September seventh, and it'll be through December, and um, I'm really excited about that too. That is very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excuse me. So let's get into the questions. Are you ready for the questions? Let's go. I really enjoy when we talk about the entrepreneurship shit. It, it really helps me just process a lot of stuff I'm going through. Yes, I just thought I would share that. Because I, I, I think about a lot of things and like I just keep them in my head, but being able to say them out loud and talk them out helps a lot. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for listening to it. Appreciate yes. it. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. 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 Okay.
shut up, Hennessy. Um, okay, so question one. We have three questions this week. Comparison. How do you prevent yourself from comparing your business to others? How do you handle when people compare your business to others? Can I respond to this first? Yes. Okay. So I don't compare myself, my, my business to others, and I prevent myself from doing that because I don't follow other uh, butter or body care pages at all. Um, I think that, you know, there's there's many schools of thought on this, and some people do, some people don't, don't care. Just talking about what works for me. Um, I don't want anything to compromise my creativity when I'm creating products within a jar. And so I don't ever want to see something on someone else's page, like, hmm, I should do that too. You know, like that kind of thing. I really, really like to respect people's uh, lanes and expertise. And I appreciate the same. It's not a secret that's very important to me. So, um, yeah, I normally don't. I don't follow butter pages, especially, um, and stuff like that. And my business is always, always, always compared to Carol's daughter. And um, I don't know of anyone else that is compared to uh, to me directly. But the way I handle it is with grace because, I mean, I, I love Lisa Price. I appreciate um, what she did. She is a pioneer in the community. And I remember standing in long lines in Brooklyn and Harlem at the Brownstones, like, you know, just waiting to buy products. Like I would take the mega bus to go up there and get the shit. I was very serious with my budget. I was very poor at the time. And, um, you know, I, I always loved my experiences with Carol's daughter. So for me, I find that comparison to be like an ultimate compliment. Um, and that's basically, that's basically it. What about you? Um, the comparisons that I get is, um, people will say to me that they're not used to like waist beads, um, in my, the way I make them. So they're used to the way other people make them. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, fine. But this is, this is what I do. And I have to, I have to stick to what works for me and what I know. I cannot... <laughs> <clears throat> I cannot shift my way for each customer because then I won't be true to myself and true to what has been working for me. Bitch, um, you just you just said a mouthful. You said a mouthful. I didn't know that was your experience. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because people are always telling me what I need to do that other people are doing. And you know, I do not listen ever. I do not. And, and I'm, I don't feel like people are being malicious or trying to be hurtful. I don't, I don't think that they mm -mm. understand what they're saying to me, you know? Um, yeah. So when they ask a question, I'm just like, okay, thank you. But I don't, that's not how I do mine. This basically this is what I offer and I understand if you don't want this, but I'm not going to shift <laughs> what I <want>. Yes. <laughs> um I also get comparisons because people will say, Well, I saw something people have said, I saw something and it was cheaper. And I'm not you sure should go there. I'm not sure if my face spoke for me or not, 
but my words I'm were sure I um okay thank you mm-hmm. period yeah like what am i supposed to say to that what am i supposed to say because i always tell people I like think, you I think what, go to wanted, what they wanted me to say was okay well how much did you pay with someone else i'll drop my price to that and i'm not there I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. So you can, you can go to the person who is um, selling what you believe to be the same thing at a cheaper price. You can go do that. Exactly. Yeah. Go do that. Anyway, I get, I do get that. (laughs) I do get that sometimes. I, um, I, I, people, okay. So I agree with you. I I definitely believe that people don't mean it in a malicious way, but I really pride myself on the way that I do things. I think I worked hard to get it where it is. Um, and I'm very, very satisfied with it. But whenever there is a new fad, there are always 5 million people telling me what I need to jump on. Like I remember last year when everybody was doing like the, uh, what was like the body glitter, like the glow and all that kind of stuff. People would tell me, like, every week, you know what you should do. No, I shouldn't. I don't know nothing about that shit. And I don't want no emails when it's staining your sheets and your clothes and you can't get glitter out your hair. I don't know how none of this works. I know uh, this, what works this for This glitter gave me a rash. This glitter yeah, I'm not doing gave that. me a rash. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really do just respect my lane and I stick to that. And if you are looking for something that is shiny, I encourage you to get it. But it just won't be from here. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's, it, it doesn't come off as malicious from people. But it's just like, you know, I actually really like what I'm doing right now. I, I feel like I am just a receptacle for feedback 24-7, just incessant feedback that is almost always unsolicited at all times. But I saw something that Angel posted like it must have been today or yesterday or maybe the day before. I don't know what the days are anymore, Jesus. But she posted some shit. They said, start now, perfect later. And it always makes me feel, I remember she said back in the day too, but it always makes me feel comforted in whatever phase I'm in. Because like, you know, a lot of times people don't even check in with me to be like, hey, uh, are you, have you already considered this or are you in the process of working on this? No, they jump right into, you know what you should do. You know, what will be even better like that. And I'm like, well, I'm actually considering some options and trying to figure that piece out, but it's not that easy. There's some trial and error, yada, yada, yada. Also, better for so, who? Better for what? Better how? Nope, I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Because sometimes what people consider better is just what, like, they're used to, to shopping with, you know? And I'm like, well, this is, like, a bit of a different experience or whatever. Um, and it just really took the confidence in myself and my business that I didn't always have. I have to really attribute that to um, Adama, like, no bullshit, because I used to feel really insecure and um, just... I would buckle every time someone made a suggestion back in the day because I felt like because I don't have a credential in this specific field, that means that, well, shit, this transitions into imposter syndrome. You want to jump to the imposter syndrome Let's question? Let's go. We're in, we're, we're in it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So um, the second question that we got was, um, 
well, topic is imposter syndrome. And so imposter syndrome, from my perspective, and when we can jump in if you feel differently, but it's just feeling like you are going to be exposed for not belonging here, uh, whatever the arena is. And imposter syndrome really stifles creativity and it creates a whole lot of narratives in our minds that almost always are just not true. Um, do you want to speak to any experiences with imposter syndrome or you want me to go? Um, I'll, I'll give my experience. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it has taken a while for me to be comfortable in this as a, as an entrepreneur. Um, because I felt like <clears throat> I started this as a hobby. I started this as making something for myself. Um, I, I didn't feel like people would really want to purchase this. Like strangers would want to purchase anything from me. Um, I did not look at myself as a businesswoman. Yeah, you did. That was draining for a while. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and so I felt like um, th there was something I had to earn in order to have that label. Um, and I can't, I, I don't even know when the shift happened, but I have become more comfortable. I do feel like, I still have my moments, but I feel like I belong. I feel like I'm where, like I am where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I mean, I I know that it's it's still there. There's a little bit still there, but it's not as prominent. It it doesn't speak to me as strongly as it did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. You um you got through yours much faster than I did. It's probably yeah, because I'm... I had you to look up to. Oh shit! Well, me don't make me cry. Oh God. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're going to cry or not, but um, <laughs> you have definitely been a huge piece of why I am where I am now with this business. I, I really did watch you grow your business and I saw um, places where you struggled um, or things that you fought through and won and which made you grow and be better. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that helped me like, okay, we'll try to avoid this. Mm -hmm. um, I was able, I was able to watch you and try to learn from you. Yes. So, and I just, I remember so many times you would encourage me in those fucked up spaces which is why I had zero patience for you when you were doing that with yourself. Cause I'm like, well, bitch, you yanked me out of this. <laughs> so 
Why are you acting like you don't belong in the room? Because it's Stop very getting on my different nerves. when it's for someone else that I care about. When it's for someone else that you care about. You were so quick to to tell me about my shit, but then the next day be on your own shit. Yeah. It's very different when it's someone you care about as opposed to mm-hmm. for yourself. It's always different. Yes, it is. And so... I'm glad that you are where you are now because when you even start that talk like you don't belong in a room or at a table, like when I said this shit to you the other day, I was like, or mutual admiration. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like, I'm like, nah, man, it's not even like that. It's not even like that out here. (laughs) You belong at the table just as fucking much as anybody else because we all have these moments of insecurity where we feel like we don't belong. We don't know what the fuck we're doing because it's so many people, especially in this group, like um, your grant, the organic group of decent people that we do engage, almost every one of us is jumping out of our comfort zone into something new. And so we all experience the same insecurities and stuff. And so it's on us to remind each other that anything going on in your head is just in your fucking head. Because if you didn't know what the fuck you were doing, if the beads were trash, or if you, if I just didn't think you were like ready, when you said, well, hey, I think I'm going to gift these to Jade and Santana, I'd be like, oh, you know what, maybe next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> and I, I, mean, I would have done it in a tasteful way, but you're ready. And, and anything that makes you feel otherwise, isn't, it's not legit. And so, I mean, that goes for, like, for all things. But I know I really struggle with it. I especially struggle with it in school. I just felt like everyone else in my academic program, program had to be, like, so much more advanced than me. I don't know how I got in, even though I know I'm intelligent. It still creeps up like and y'all nah, were in the different. same class. <laughs> yeah, but you know that thing that creeps up that makes you feel like, nah, this was a fluke. It's gonna expose itself at some point. You don't belong here. You know, it's so stupid. And so, you know, what Adama told me, I swear to God, this podcast is not sponsored by Adama. But what she told me a long time ago is that I have um I really have a serious respect for degrees and credentials because of my previous career and so I struggled with imposter syndrome because I felt like because there was no like degree to get in shea butter for example or credential I didn't feel like I fully knew what I was doing or I fully belonged even though I had plenty of data and receipts to say okay you know what you're doing you're creating something that people enjoy and it's consistently selling yeah, your credentials are in your your credentials are in the fact that you left your fucking job to support yeah, yourself you know, with your business. Those are your credentials. Yeah, it just it took a while to see that for myself, but I see it now, bitch, and I'm not looking back. Hey, fuck it up, fuck it yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's jump into what was the last question? How do you decide if you need management and how do you select a company or manager? Um, I haven't decided that yet. <laughs> what are your, what are your so, thoughts on it? Like as far as Beads by Woo goes? Um, honestly, I feel like a manager will come into play when I feel like I can't handle things on my own. 
and I don't know if that's a, a misconception that I have or, you know, that if that's just something I've told myself. That's <sighs> definitely a narrative that you told yourself. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then let's just jump to you. Okay. No, I, I would like to unpack you a little bit more. All right. Well, let's go. Un- let's, let's unpack. <laughs> Help me unpack. Okay. So I think, I think definitely um, when you can't handle things on your own, is it's probably a time when people do get a manager, but when I think about a manager, I think it's when you have clarity on the fact that something is your passion and you want to take it to the next level. And um, when I think manager, I think someone will help you who will help you think outside of your box and facilitate the growth of your brand and um, make sure that your business dealings make sense for you. Mm. So. I think when things become too overwhelming for you, I think what you need in that sense is an admin. Um, but when when you think manager, I think growth. Like a manager would be the person that comes through and is like going through your emails like, um, hey, Essence Magazine hits you up and they would like to get like 80 beads for some photo shoots for Sierra's family reunion. You know, just, you know, whatever, right? So, um, you, you know, she would negotiate. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, like, your manager would negotiate that deal for you and make sure that they're not gouging you, um, you know, for your time and your resources without there being some guaranteed return on investment. A manager would say, okay, well, Wumi will donate 80 beads for Sierra's family reunion photo shoot or whatever the hell this is, um, but you need to guarantee two posts a week and a mention in your hard copy magazine about Beads by Wu, a feature of her, like that kind of thing. So, you know, the manager is there for like that kind of shit and also to help you scale up production. So it would have to be you training people to to make beads with you because once you start scaling up and getting that essence exposure, they have to help you bridge the gap between you making the stuff, you know, handmade by yourself and being able to meet the demand that comes with with the exposure the manager brings. What do you think about that? I think that's something to think about. Yeah, I, never, so, I honestly didn't think about it in that way. I didn't either at first. I didn't. Okay. So, you know, I just, I thought at first that the manager was the person that, you know, responds to the emails. But I learned after a while, I was like, well, some of these emails have nothing to do with Kia. And it's more about people that just want to know where their order is. So, you know, then we had like a separate, I'm managed by Kia Wilson of the Mob Agency. And what she does is um, negotiates deals on my behalf, collaborations, and make sure, she makes sure that they make sense. And we've been together for about a year and a half and we're still like um, learning our, our flow. And I think we're in a really good space now. Like for a while, she was looking at herself like she was like just doing brand management, but I really had to tell her like you do a whole lot more than that. You manage the whole business of this shit. Like she took my um my sales, my sales increased five hundred percent within a year of working with her. Five hundred percent. Oh yeah, bitch. It's like in it's in the data. It's in the the Squarespace data. That's a big um, deal. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, we, we just learned how to kind of better categorize the emails that she needed to be engaged in. So now when I collaborate with other brands or um, if someone reaches out for me to vend, 
she will vet it first to make sure it's a legit event, uh, make sure there's an, a return on investment within the jar. Because we had talked about this before about how, like, you know, if you're talking about your vendor fee is $4,000, it's your first year doing it, I ain't going. I'm definitely not paying that, you know. But she would have that conversation, like, okay, well, what exactly is the return on investment for Zen in the jar, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I think that management would be great for you when you're ready to scale up because when it jumps off for you, it's going to be crazy and you should have a plan in place for um, how you would scale up production. Like if it's things that you can train like your village to do, things that we can help you with. Um, like I think even when getting grown comes back, you, you probably should be ready. <laughs> Okay. You know, <laughs> you know. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you something that you know, I didn't, I didn't do well, so I don't want that for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that management would be fantastic. I don't know that. Um, I, I wouldn't say like the management on retainer thing is absolutely, absolutely necessary for where you are in business now, but I think you should definitely consult someone and talk about your growth and what your plans are and how you would handle expansion. I think this is a good time for that. Because I mean, with you still having your day job, I'm not gonna act like, you know, you have to like totally scale up and do all these different things now because you're still able to pay your bills. But when it becomes like the way that you know you want to pay your bills, then definitely a manager. Because they're great. If you got the right person, they're great. And I only recommend the mob agency. Can I um can I ask really quick how you found the Mauve agency and how that that relationship even started? Yes, that's a fantastic question. So, um, Tania Porter, thick and famous, um, the hairstylist. She did my hair one day, and she sent me a text later on that evening, and was just like, "Hey, I've got somebody that you need to connect with. Her name is Kia, and she's." starting the mob agency because I think I think yeah okay so here's what it was she knew I had my business she knew I had a day job but I was always like kind of in her chair talking a lot of project management shit and she made the connection that me and Kia spoke the same language so we're both like Lean Six Sigma certified and project managers and we had she was like hey I think you guys need to connect or whatever um I don't know what it could be but I think it would be great so we miss each other a couple times on like text or some scheduled call or whatever. But when we finally got on the phone, um, we were really speaking the same language. And, you know, I had been doing Zen and Jaw for a couple of years, but I wasn't um, treating it like more than a hobby because I was basically just kind of, you know, just, I just finished using it to pay for school. So I was kind of just chilling still and relying on my six figure salary. So um she was also kind of feeling her way around in the world of brand management and figuring out what she wanted to do with the mob agency and we just we really clicked like she's a fucking idea machine so she would sit and send me text messages like two three in the morning and we still do this to this day it was like hey i was just thinking about uh if you did such and such like it'd be like a whole like litany of things that i need to look into and how to get it done and stuff like that um, she really straight, she thinks strategically, she understands my, um, the value I place on authenticity with my brand. 
and uh, the need to scale up and be able to handle the level of exposure that I'm poised to get to. So we were just, we were a great fit. And, you know, Tania is the same person that told me basically to quit my job. She was the one that was like, when are you going to get out of survival mode? So she just keeps it very fucking real. So she connected us and um, got us to that point. So, I mean, Kia is the one that even had me hooked up with getting grown because I, I donated some favors. She manages Dr. Kia and um, I donated some favors to Dr. Kia's first team type and fast event. And the relationship just kind of grew from there. So I started touring with Good and Grown. And then, um, you know, that's how Friend ended up at that tour stop. Wumi, I was just looking at the pictures this evening. You remember that night in New York? Yes. It just came up in my memories because it's all in my, my old phone that's now my personal phone. And so um, it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Huh? It's been a year? No, it hasn't been a year. But it came up in my, like, old photos. Like, what they do with, I don't know, what this iPhone does is it says, hey, look at your memories. <laughs> so it was the table. It had the white roses. Aww. And, um, yeah, I, I vividly remember that night because we got Popeye's chicken and drank Chardonnay. Yes. And we went to that really At nice, that um, oh, God, Jesus. What is the name of the place? Peter I was. What? What is the name of the place where you get flowers? A flower shop? (laughs) (laughs) Are you joking? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Oh, all right. Hey, Sarita, cut her a mic, man. But yeah, I, we went to that beautiful flower shop. But yeah, but Kia negotiated that because she really, she represents a lot of people and she sees, she has an eye for synergy and authenticity. She's the only manager I've ever had experience with, Sarita. So, um, you know, I highly recommend her because she's the only person I work with and I have just experienced exponential success. I, I trust her. I feel like she cares about me. And I think it's important to make sure that the person cares about you and cares to know as much as they can about like your industry um, before signing on with them. Yeah. So with that, bitch, have you had the Popeye sandwich yet? <laughs> um, I did. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I did too. Um, I haven't felt a need to post about it on the internet. Good. Have you posted about it on the internet? No. Okay. I'm tired of talking to them. The, to the internet? Yes. Oh. Like, I really, I'll post, like, positive shit, you know, business shit, but, like, the shit I do in my day-to-day, like, I just, I can't talk to them about it no more. I can't because you know everybody weighs in and it's like you're either eating the chicken sandwich or you're like you know y'all are so focused on the chicken sandwich the Amazon forest is burning you know blah 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 I can't engage in this dialogue also when we this is why the robots are going to kill us bitch the robots are going to kill us because the Amazon rainforest is burning down and I hear what I'm saying and I believe what I'm saying (laughs) 
No, no, no. Have you seen the movie I Am Mother? I am, no. Who was in that? I Am Mother is a Netflix movie with Hilary Swank and some kid. And basically, bitch, the robots kill us off because they saw us destroying ourselves. So they reserve some some embryos to just create new humans after the apocalypse and raise them to be uh, loving and thoughtful and all of that because we just destroyed ourselves. The Amazon rainforest is actively burning down, bitch. They, the robots are about to rise up. Like, I don't think we have more than five years. Um, okay. We are destroying this planet. What's fucking happening? I, I really need to talk to you about this. I, I agree that we are destroying the planet. Um, I, I can't agree with the robots. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're wrong. You are so fucking saying, judgmental. I'm glad I'm not all visual. You are so judgmental. I'm just saying that I don't agree at this time. <laughs> That's you will be saying. very sorry. You will be very sorry. You'll be trying to cross that bridge and get okay, to me. Okay, you keep doing this and you keep saying these things to me. <laughs> you keep talking to me about preparedness. And I ask you, how are you prepared? And you don't have an answer. I'm not really prepared, but I just think we should all be together. Okay, well, if something happens and tomorrow, I'm sure we'll be together. We will find a way to get together. And we'll be together. You are going to be at ditch day, bitch. You're going to be at ditch day. I'm not walking. I'm not crossing that bridge on foot. That bridge is scary. So is the bridge going to be the scariest part of what happens? If there's an apocalypse. <laughs> First of all, don't try to poke holes in my shit with your critical thinking questions. I am already... I am married to this crisis. When I saw that movie, I said the robots are definitely going to kill us. Because the robot articulated why they killed off all the humans. They were like, the humans were going to destroy themselves anyway, and there would be no one decent to care for us as robots. And I get it. Like, we're running this shit into the ground. I have a question. Yes. Uh, Kante, you are um, acknowledged. Okay, so about this movie, right? You said the robots killed off humanity so that they could raise humans to take care of them? Yeah. Like, they, they wanted to start a new human race. Okay, but if, and they, so they, if raised they could it, take they raised care it. of themselves enough to know to kill people... Why do they need someone to take care of them? No. I didn't explain properly. <laughs> the, the robot saw where shit was going. And they planned out the extension of extinction of humanity. And then they would raise the embryos, one embryo at a time, like so that there would be that one perfect one to be the mother and the leader. So um, they, they, had, they just you know, taught the child all of this philosophy, 
about tolerance and Buddha and all of that. Damn, actually, that was really deep. But yeah, so they, you know, taught the child about tolerance, Buddha, love. And then when the child turned like 18, they had to pass this exam. The children that didn't pass the exam were exterminated. What do they call them? Aborted. They were killed. Um, and so once the right human was raised, to be compassionate and pass the exam about compassion and love and intelligence and so on, that child was selected to be the mother of the new world. So, and like with the embryos, like they just had like, you know, some technology shit where the baby's like kind of in a bubble or something for a couple of days and then is born. Um, but they wanted, they valued humanity, but the humanity that, was in place was just such trash that they had to exterminate and start over. And so that was the first thing I thought about when I saw the videos of the Amazon rainforest, like, this is why the robots are going to kill us and start over. You know, you keep this saying it. it and it makes me uncomfortable every time you say it. Are you scared? I mean, don't be scared. No, just I be prepared. I don't think that's what I'm feeling. I think I know what you're feeling. Fuck off, Lily. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I'm sick of your cousins talking about the sandwich. I'm really, I'm really sick of the people who hop on here and tell the people talking about the sandwiches to shut up. I'm sick of them, too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, there are better things for you to, to, to think about. Well, how about you think about them, then? How about you think about them? How about you do them and leave these? I want them to stop too, but you don't have to talk to them. You're you're just as bad, if not worse, to be completely honest. Yep, it's true. The internet know-it-alls are terrible people. I'm tired of all of them. Did you watch Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix? I haven't seen it yet, but that's all that people have been talking about. It was It was really good. I watched it reluctantly today because I wanted to take a nap. But I'm up. So did you actually get any sleep or what? I slept for about an hour. Okay. That's that's Pray for me. No, yeah, it was it's, a power. It's nighttime now. You're about to go to bed. <laughs> Pray for me. What are you talking about? Pray for me. Yes. So he has this joke. Well, I can't really tell it to you. I want you to see it. Okay, I'll see it. Dave Chappelle is it, it's really good though. I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, I know that we don't have opinions on this, but Jay Z and the NFL. My opinion is, I want to see what comes. I don't know what this is on, um, like. On the face of this, it, it's questionable. I don't understand it. But what I have seen from Jay-Z lately is that um, he's looking to help us as a people. So I'll wait and see before I decide to, you know, trash his name or cancel or, you know, yeah, hit that cancel culture bullshit or whatever. That's where I am. Yeah, you niggas always want to cancel somebody. Cancel your social media account. Like, just get offline and stop being upset with everybody, please, for the love of God. No, I have no opinion. Because that means they got to deal with their own lives. What you mean? 
Mm, good point. Good point. Okay. Fantastic point. I see why. Okay. But yeah, the way I feel about it is I just have no opinion because I'm like, we don't even have enough information to be deciding how we feel about it. Like, it's so lazy to just jump online and criticize people. I don't know. I'm just really getting tired of being online. Like, I know I need to be online for my business, but I'm tired of reading you guys' thoughts and feelings. I'm so tired. And by you guys, I mean, like, my family and friends. Stop arguing about what Jay-Z is doing with the NFL. We don't know. We have no idea. We don't. None. And um, I didn't watch the MTV Awards, so you had to catch me up. I know Megan Thee Stallion was there. So she's who you care about these days? Um, Not as much as I care about others, but I did find the right songs for me. I watched, uh, I didn't see the awards, um, but I did see the Missy tribute, and that's all I cared about. Yeah, you were serious about that shit. Like, you yeah, were fight me when we I just missed it. We were together on Monday, and I realized that um, the awards were coming on, and I mentioned it, and you, bitch, you said, so? And I said, uh, the Missy, um, Missy is getting an award, and you said so and I just decided to leave it there because um, I didn't want to like end our friendship on your disrespect no our friendship would have ended because you don't watch Seinfeld if, if that was up for if that was up for consideration it would have been because of that that's so old we have to it still on. hurts. It hurts like it just happened. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just felt like, you know, of course they gave it to her because the read was, like, going on them so hard about it. And I'm sure, like, their staff listens to the read. And they were like, hey, can you please just give it to fucking Missy Elliott? The read is I mean, really but getting you're, up But there. you're saying it. You're, the way that you're talking about it is like she doesn't deserve it. I know she deserves it. I feel like they just gave it to her because, you know, the internet kept dragging them about it. Again. I, I, I value Missy. I, okay. I, don't, I don't discredit her at all. Mm-mm. Okay. I love her a lot. I was in my first car accident, like, to her album, that debut shit. I remember that. I don't know. Is that a good It's a really fun memory from my childhood, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was riding with my friend and Beat Me 911 was playing and he kept like doing the break to the beat. And then we ran in the back of somebody on 395. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my first car accident to that song. Okay. <laughs> but no, that album is really good. Her first album, I love so much. I love a lot of her music, honestly. But yeah, I just felt like, you know, I didn't feel like getting into the whole MTV, like VMAs thing because I, I felt like they succumbed to the pressure. Like when they gave all the black people, uh, people of color awards on the Oscars after Oscar So White. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, whatever. Like, you know, well, fuck your awards. Like we respect this person and their talent anyway. So, you know, I, I'm a radical in that way. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I did. I did see the other stuff. I know that you do have a new brown skin queen, Normani. I've not seen the video. Have you seen it? I did watch the video. What's um, up with it? Is it good? The video is cute because it was. Uh, she paid homage to. The videos we grew up on. Okay. I can't really say we grew up on the videos that we cared about. We saw we in college. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 That's that's the right way to say it. Um, <laughs> but no, the video I can't I can't even tell you what the song sounds like. Um, it was playing, but I was really just watching her in the video. So she's a dancer, you know, I love that. She's a cute girl. Apparently she can sing. That's what the people keep saying. I I know she was in a group before she went solo. I don't know nothing about none of it. It feels like young people shit. But she's cute. I wish her well. The video was cute. That is a fantastic 30 plus review of young <laughs> folks music. That was so fucking well done, bitch. That let me know I should wish her well and I do not need to listen to this music or see the video. I should just root for her. Yes. <laughs> that is all the information I needed, bitch. <laughs> Thank you for your VMAs week out. You're very welcome. Um, Pose. Did you watch Paris is Burning yet? Yes, I did. I did. Hold on, um, Sarita. Did you watch it too? Paris is burning. Yeah, I saw it a while ago. Oh, Sarita said, just "Oh, look, look at me! Man. Look <laughs> at me! I'm so cultured. I make my oh own friends. I already she saw is Paris is burning on the, on the line." Okay. <laughs> so <Ooh>. anyway, <laughs> yes, it was very clear that they that they um that pose was modeled after Paris is Burning. Mm -hmm. Because I saw Angel, the real life Yeah, Angel. definitely. Um, I saw the real life um, Blanca. Uh, mm -hmm. Who else? Who else was real life? Candy. Candy. Yes, Venus Extravaganza was <laughs> definitely candy. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, and even like the beach, the beach scene. The I pier. feel like they made them go to the beach for that for the weekend. Um, oh. To kind of to kind of honor that part of Paris is burning too. Where they were just out there being bad bitches in swimsuits. Yes. Because like for a second my, it didn't. Surgery. Yeah, like for a second it didn't make sense to me for them to like go on a beach vacation. But after I saw Paris is Burning, I was like, wow! Like every element of this is an ode to the stories of the people in that documentary. It was beautiful. It, it makes me love Pose even more. Did you guys um, watch the finale? 
Indeed. Oh, God. yes. Indeed. Man. I really thought I really thought they were trying to kill Blanca. And I, I, I don't know what I was gonna do if they kill Blanca. You motherfuckers need to stop playing. Because this is this is her, too much. Nah, her Instagram is too active. She ain't dying no time soon. <laughs> what does that mean? How does it feels mean? like a it feels like a spoiler alert to me, but it's like, you know, like with her her shit and Angel shit. Because I thought a good way to go with Angel's story would be like to have her kill herself after she got outed for um, the model contract. But I was like, you know what? She's not going to kill herself because she is one of the stars of this show. She's getting way too much, like she's got too much star power. And I think that her and MJ Rodriguez, they have too much star power to, to die anytime soon. That's just my opinion. And you even Candy's character, like Candy shows up in like every other episode. Right. <laughs> like, like Candy died. I Candy died, died, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I get my check. People care about me too. And I'm like, I get it. But yeah, it just really made me appreciate the story. So what I was saying online to um Latasha was um not Natasha, but Latasha. Okay. She was she was asking um, why they didn't really get into um, what is her name Dorian Doris what is the older queen's name the older light skinned lady what is her name Dorian Corey I think um, oh in um, Paris is Vernon in Paris is Vernon yeah so she was like you know why didn't they get into her story about like the mummified body and stuff. Did you see what happened to her? Like what happened with her after she died? No. But they they found they found a mummified body in her apartment in a suitcase, um, like in the attic or some shit. And like, so I like told in the series, like on the show. No, like in real life, it was okay, a, a man. Remember the show what? had an episode where they they put a man in a suitcase. Yeah, so that's what I was telling her. She's okay. like, well, why didn't they acknowledge that? And I was like, you know what? I think they really did. I said, this is just my opinion. But I think they acknowledged that with the episode where um, the guy died with Electra, And they went to the older, light-skinned queen who helped him dispose of the body. I think that was the shout-out to her. <laughs> so, yeah, Pose is just so super fucking well done. I love it. I love that a way to honor the people that were featured in Paris is Burning. But um, when I did that Google deep dive and saw more about how um, Venus Extravaganza died, and it even seemed like, it really felt like it was candy because the family showed up at the end. Because I think the family um, had something to say about her death after, after she passed too. Really? Yeah, like, I, I know she was Italian-American. Her name was, like, Thomas Pelagato or something like that. Um, but the family said that they spoke against, like, some play that was supposed to be about her life or something um, and defended her. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, it, you know, it would kind of come to terms and stuff after the fact. It, it really felt like definitely, like, Candy was, was Venus Extravaganza. And I'm, even with like I'm Ricky, Ricky and what's the other guy's name? Ricky and um, I can't think of Damien. Damon. Damon. Yeah, Damon. 
yeah and so like Willie Ninja was uh touring with I forget who he toured with but he oh yeah I think it was Madonna it was like you know voguing was a thing so he was on tour with a lot of people and I feel like uh Ricky and Damon's characters were like a shout out to Willie Ninja oh that makes sense and probably Ricky, because I, I believe Willie Ninja passed from AIDS complications. Um, and Ricky, he's HIV positive, right? Yep, he sure is. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I love that it's like shout outs to these characters. I mean, not to characters, like these characters are shout outs to these people. I, I just love the show even more. I loved it anyway, but it's just like, damn, like they're really doing these people justice the, by the telling their stories. The people really care. Is it Ryan Murphy? I feel like it's Ryan Murphy. Yes. Yeah, he's giving you American Horror Story and Pose, bitch. And both are fantastic. And all of the actors are interchangeable. It's incredible. Um, Queen Sugar, can you just catch me up? I don't know what the fuck's happening. The show is just draining in the best way. Um, Darla is having a hard time. Darla is having a very oh, good time. I did see that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I cried. So she realized that she was, like, raped or something? She, yeah, she, well, she realized, well, that uh, bitch-ass motherfucker who her mother called friend mm. was You know, though, that she gave me the vibe of the friend you leave in your past. Yes, and you don't talk to that bitch like, after high school. Why would her mother even encourage her to hang with her? Yeah. What about her? What energy did she give her mother to make her say, "Oh yeah, please catch up with my daughter"? Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but they they went to lunch or whatever, and the girl was just sitting there laughing about this experience, like she didn't understand how traumatizing it was for Darla. That bitch wrapped up lunch so fast. She had to go. Yeah, because she found out that there were two guys. It wasn't just one guy. So she was like, wait, hold on. Okay, like, all right. I might have been with two. I mean, with one, but not two at one time. Can I ask what kind of friend would allow that to happen in the first place? Listen, especially when she said, yeah, when when he dragged you to the bathroom or dragged, she said dragged. <sighs> she witnessed a man drag her friend because her friend was inebriated and that bitch just felt it was funny. I'm not a girl. Fan. I would fuck you up. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't be telling me after the fact, 15 years later, some bullshit happened to me. First of all, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. You think I'm going to see somebody, a, a, a whole man dragging someone, and it doesn't even have to be my fucking best friend. I'm going to see a man dragging a woman into some situation, and I'm going to just be like, oh, <laughs> this is hilarious. What the fuck? This is hilarious. <laughs> Again, classic, classically trained assassin. Okay, here you go. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Okay. And that's why you're not scared of the robots, but I'll leave that in the past. Here we go. 
I'm not done with it, but we can You're talk not, about it offline. You're not done at all. No, because you know I just saw the movie like the other day. Okay, got it. I can take a hint. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> um, more fine TV, more fine television. What? Oh, so we could talk about it now because um, Chrissy was on the show, so we couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's they're playing full of children. Yeah. That made it to Canada. I didn't think it was going to happen. Did we talk about this? No. Well, I don't think we did. Serena, did we? Um, I think you might have uh, talked about it a little bit, but you didn't want to spoil it for Chrissy, so you kind of held it. But is there anything else you wanted to add about it? Um, I I just appreciated how those women came to um, June's rescue. They wouldn't let her just take the L by herself. Um, I I don't like Serena, and I don't I don't know that I'll ever have any real pity for her. No. Um, no. No. Thirteen reasons why gave me more empathy for Bryce the rapist than I'll have for Serena Joy. Oh, okay. All right. I don't really know about 13 reasons why, but... Serena knows. You know, well, don't you? I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So sorry to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. I am okay, disappointed too. I'm like, mm. I, use, I use context clues, and you said you feel more sympathy for a rapist than Serena. So I know it has to be something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thirteen, re- Thirteen reasons why is, is such a very well done show. They know that show is so good. They got some shit at the end of every episode. If you or a friend are in crisis, here is a website and phone number. Like, it's it's so good. It makes me want to be a mentor, but I don't have time. I'm sorry. Okay. Back to Serena Joy. <laughs> um, she and her trash husband. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker could not, not wait to throw her under the bus. Oh, you no, think she's so he could great. not. <laughs> Guess what she did? He was so petty and messy. <laughs> Is this your queen? He was not having it. <laughs> he was not having it. He's like, oh, this bitch is not a martyr. <laughs> he is trash like me. We, we're, we're both going to rot in hell, if that's the case. We're yeah. rotting in jail together. Trash of a feather goes to jail together. That's what I say. I really, I'm just trying to figure out what is going to happen in Gilead. What are they going to do with these handmaids that come back with no children? Oh, God. You know, the Marthas? Yeah, the Marthas and the handmaids. Yeah, I mean, 
the 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 Marthas are supposed to care for the kids and shit. The handmaids can't really fuck with the kids because they're like the house whores, right? Okay, true. But that's not a but. Good I mean, term, but yeah, so that's what they are. Basically, um, yeah. But no, but they by the time they come back in the morning, everyone, all of the the people of the city, town, country, whatever the fuck it is. They all know that these people work together to get the children out of there. So no yeah. one is they can't, no one is safe. They're not going to be like, "Oh, handmaids, you're fine," because they're they're the first ones that they want to throw away anyway. No, nobody's fine. You're right. Wumi, I have a very important question for you. Okay. <laughs> can we talk about it please (laughs) okay the first question i have is why the fuck did he change the intro music because he is a troll why would he wait for the last isn't this the last season why would he wait for the last season to do this why would he do that also I believe that they shifted to the Game of Thrones final season writers oh for this. What does that what does that even mean? What does that even mean? It's feeling a little too obvious and cheesy. Like they're like, let's just close this up. The fight between between Ghost and Tommy. It just was, I was like, what am I looking at right now? I, I don't know. It's all over the place. Now, I still enjoyed it, for sure. Okay, wait. Here's my question, my question about the fight. Did you feel like the fight was not real enough? Or you were just, you were confused as to why these two were fighting? That's my question. It did not feel authentic enough. Okay. All right, that's fair. And... I don't know. Maybe it's been a while since I've... Maybe I should have rewatched the final episode, but I just felt like, I don't know, man. Like, they're so sharp. I just feel like it could have been handled differently. Um, Omari Hardwick said, the woman I love is dead to his wife. Bitch. Bitch. Now, as our resident wife, wife on the podcast, Sarita, what say ye? Oh, that burned. That burns. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you give no fucks now. You don't even care. Well, she, I mean, shit, she don't care either. Because she, she talking, she talking out left too. Oh my God. I mean, but he, he started. He started. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Come on, player. Why the <laughs> fuck would you open your mouth and say that to me? Because he's hurt. <laughs> that was the he love. Hurt. That's the love of his life. <laughs> I guess that's the only one. Yeah, and Tasha just looked like. Uh, <laughs> I would have wanted to stab that motherfucker. No, yeah, come on, come on, get yourself together. Um, I said this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, you know, yeah. you know it's what's really uncomfortable. What? What's really uncomfortable is Lala acting. Oh God, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. Listen, it wasn't oh. good. What? And you know, I root for her. Mm. It was and terrible. She's Kelly's best friend. She's whose best friend? Kelly. 
What does that mean? Kelly probably feels sorry for her. Yeah. Well, I well, can't she's probably like, her. I can't Lala, our acting is the same. We yeah, all I act the same. I can't speak to her as a person, but this acting is acting is not for her. This is not her talent. This is not her skill. This is not her lane. And someone should have let her know that they should have told her. They should have had her in the acting. She got worse from last season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And also, where did that butt come from? You know where it came from. No, girl. Anyone who anyone who was binging. Uh, the TV show and saw that ass pop up would have been very what the fuck happened overnight bitch what happened here what are we doing and why what are why you, this doesn't even make sense it's social media I don't know is this what, is this what um, these famous people go through they feel like they gotta do this it looks ridiculous. Does she know that it yeah, looks ridiculous? It, is she doing that to try to keep her husband? I don't think she wants to keep her husband. I think she wants like more attention because her husband's so disrespectful. I think she's showing him, well, hey, I'm a bad bitch. You're not. Oh. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to see. It was really tough to see, Wumi. I um I was definitely rooting for Lala. So we'll see if she like redeems herself. How? I don't know. I was just saying something positive. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. What's up? What's up with Tyreek? What's his deal? I what hate him. Name? Somebody, please kill him. Why did his sister have to die and he didn't die? Kill him, please. <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel as strongly for him to die anymore, but I I I do want him to get punched in the chest. I think his father, I don't know, because his father is as much on my nerves. So maybe his mother needs Tommy needs to punch him in his chest. Tommy, Tommy needs, what needs to punch him in his chest? That's true. Like you That's know, true. just relax. Yourself. But also he Come back. Come he back deserves. He deserves a death. Okay. The sister died, so that's a. I'm not. I'm not just rooting for children to die, but the sister died. He should die too. You're not just rooting for children to die. I'm not. Okay. But I'm like, if we already just kind of comfortably lost Raina or whatever her name was, Raina, right? My God. Okay. That's a lazy name. Anyway, they um really. To consider getting rid of Tariq. It's the final I mean, we've season. we've watched the show all this time. Like, let's please watch Tariq die. I mean, we watched Joffrey die. Please don't compare Tariq to Joffrey. Joffrey, Tariq is not that bad. He's not. He's not great. He's not good. But he is not Joffrey bad. We can't do that. He didn't have the freedoms of Joffrey. If Tariq Tisha. was a young white man. In the medieval ages, he would have. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. That's that's. I'm I'm over two with you. So, um, so um, yeah. Power. Power. Up Tommy's car. 
Listen, bitch, I don't know if there's any coming back from that. I don't know what's going to happen. There is no, how do you come back from that? How do you come back? You bitch, shot up. If you found car. out, if you found out I shot up your car, I would just move. I mean, I, I would like never come back. Yeah. He shot up the, and not just like one or two, he had a whole fucking machine gun and lit that fucking car on. <sighs> That wasn't even, here's a warning. You know, I'm not playing with you. Get your shit together. He really wanted him dead. And then Yeah, I mean, he killed the only woman he ever loved. He didn't even feel bad after he did it. No. Angie was the only woman he ever loved. Period. His whole life. And And we all know that now. And look at how he treated her. Yeah. You see, you you people can't you y'all can't act right for nothing. He loved her so when much. And that sister came out of there. She said, "You killed my sister." Oh my God! I was like, "Whoa, is she sure? She's sure." Yep. This is how they're letting us know. Yep. I was like, "Wait, maybe she's just being dramatic." No. no. Is that what people do? I don't know. She hates him, so she could have just said that. Like, oh, you talking about pause? I thought you were saying like Angie was being dramatic, like acting dead. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't pay me any mind. But um, thank you for attending your podcast this evening. You're welcome, and thank you to you also, as well. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I hope that you took some notes. Did you take notes on that shit with the um? A fucking um google form no i didn't but what i really plan to do is listen to the podcast and write it down there nice nice okay all right cool well um <laughs> thank you so much i will talk to you tomorrow okay? do you do you have any additional um announcements um oh pink cashmere deodorant is back on cyber monday what? Not bad. What you mean? Pink Cashmere like, deodorant debuts. It debuts. <laughs> Excuse. Yeah, it debuts Cyber Monday. Um, but I worked through everything with Play Pits, and we're gonna jump off that deodorant. Cause I told you before, like we're gonna have all the Cyber Monday shit ready by November first. Yes. Everything, bitch. It will not be a repeat of last year. It's going to be ready immediately. That, so that y'all is, be ready. You are not playing with that. Um, holiday shit no more oh no never again it just took it happening happening to me one time all right one time so i'm very excited about that congratulations <laughs> thank you so much i'm very proud i'm also glad that butter season is coming back it's, it's coming back like i give it another two weeks yes because winter decided to well fall decided to show the fuck up Mhm. and i welcomed her I don't know. Right. You know, I love summer. Mm-mm. This is my favorite time of year, bitch. I'm giving you little shorts and oversized off-the-shoulder sweaters and riding boots until Who October 12th. Nobody. <laughs> Bye, Wumi. Bye, Bye, Sarita. Bye. Night, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.